Hello, all. Welcome back to our next episode of The Voice of Veritas. For those just tuning in for the first time, I'm Shiloh Thomas, your host. We are so happy that you're joining us today. And don't forget to add our past podcasts to your listening list. Lots of great nuggets and learnings on how to securely manage and protect your data in the cloud. You can look for the link below in the show notes. So you're going to be in for a real treat today. We'll take a journey to Brazil, talk mouth-watering foods, and wait for it, hear all about the new services that the Veritas Alta team has been working on. And without further ado, let me introduce you to today's guest, Senior Principal Product Manager, Pursue Acevedo. Pursue joins us all the way from Brazil. Oi, tudo bem? Welcome, Pursue. Hey, Shiloh. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's great to be here and uh, nice Portuguese, Shiloh. Oh, thank uh, you. May- I try. Yeah. Maybe you should try a future episode in Portuguese. And what do you think? Oh, boy. I, I can certainly try, but I- I'm not going to press my luck here. So, Pursue, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> before we jump into our main topic for the day, I'd love to hear, and I'm I'm sure our audience would enjoy the same, hearing all about your journey through the old days of Symantec and now here at Veritas. Sure. Uh, well, I work in the IT. IT industry for a little over 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a Veritas customer once, uh, but yes, I'm with Symantec slash Veritas for 15 years now. So I've been uh, working with NetBackup the whole time on several technical roles and perspectives from technical support, business critical services, technical sales engineering, product specialists. I am on the NetBackup product management team now. Wow. So, so- I'm... I, yeah, yeah, I'm proud to say I'm a data protection guy by heart. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've been in this space for quite some time. I, I'm curious to hear your reflections, though, in teaming with engineering, different segments and verticals, because I, I know you've concentrated in, in different verticals, industries as well, and engaging with customers. How have you seen data protection evolved? I mean, you just said you're a data protection guy at the heart. Yeah, yeah, that, that journey enabled me to work with many large enterprise companies from various industries on a multitude of data protection related subjects, going from helping customers resolve technical critical issues and get back to business, all the way to partner with them to architect, modernize uh, uh, their solutions to improve data protection objectives, strategies, and uh, recovery readiness. Things have changed. Definitely. Uh, when I started, primary applications and business value data were more concentrated in a couple of data centers most of the time. Then it evolved to many on-premises data centers. And now many organizations have critical data on-prem, but out also on multiple or multiple public cloud service providers. And sometimes they're fully in cloud or multi-cloud. So the current state of data sprawl brings a lot of complexities because companies need still need to keep data protected and secure no matter where it resides. Now, I read an article not too long ago about ransomware attacks, and I thought it was interesting, especially as I was preparing for today's session with you. Brazil is one of the most targeted and threat-impacted countries in Latin America, including the government. So I'm wondering how, if at all, has this changed how your region responds to cyber threats, if it's at all different than other areas of the world? And what trends are you seeing from our customers to assure resiliency and increase their security posture? Any thoughts there? 
Yes, with increasing reliance on technology, many critical infrastructure systems such as energy, finance, healthcare, government, transportation, and so on, um, are more and more vulnerable to cyber attacks. Certainly in Brazil, but not different anywhere in the world, for sure. Uh, cyber resilience plans help ensure that these systems are protected and can continue to operate even in, in an event of a cyber attack. Companies know that it's not a matter of if, when, but a matter yep. of when, when it comes to an attack yeah, and a cyber attack. And uh, with the increase of ransomware type of attacks, it's crystal clear that safe backup sometimes will be the only way to get back to business. So of course, cybersecurity posture involves many layers and aspects, but we have never seen recoveries from backup and orchestrated large-scale recovery being so closely tied to companies' executive cyber recovery plans. Well, I know that different companies, governments, regions, much like where, where you hail from, are taking a hard look at how to combat cyber threats. And for those who have been following us for some time, you might recall a couple of episodes back, we, we discussed the ever-changing regulations and legislations being considered or put into place, like DORA, for example. So to learn more, please check out our previous episode on operational resiliency. Again, you can grab the, the link from the show notes below. And for the U.S., my colleague Demetrius Malbro unpacks the National Cyber Resiliency Strategy in his TLDR series. Again, you can find that link in the show notes. So switching gears a little bit, pursue game time. I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going to ask, ask you a few questions here just to kind of shake things up. Italian or sushi? Oh, that's a hard one. Uh, had had Thailand yesterday, so sushi. Sushi, I yeah. love sushi as well. Okay, here's another one. This is it's getting even harder. Pizza or steak? Oh, that's another harder one for sure. Pizza, just because it's Friday. Oh yeah, I love pizza Fridays. We have Friday family night, and it's almost always pizza. Awesome. But I do like steak, and not only do I like steak, I love hot sauce with it. So. You can give me the steak for that question, actually. And last one, cooking at home or dining out? Oh, dining out, no doubt. Oh, so does that mean you're not a great cook? Not really. Uh, well, I know how to cook some things, <laughs> but I'm not a chef. No, I'm not a chef. So I enjoy the whole experience <laughs> of a profe professional chef with the, that perfect mix of flavors plus no one needs to do the dishes yes great segue by the way pursue and that brings us to SaaS, software as a service I, I like the fact that you don't have to do do the dishes and i think that um SaaS is a, a little bit like dining out wouldn't you say you pay for the service that saves you time and effort so take for instance cooking at home you might have to go out and buy the ingredients like you said a, a chef has picks up all these great fantastic fresh ingredients from the store and of course assuming you have your recipe you cook the meal and then that dreaded cleanup but but when yeah. i pop down to my favorite microbrewery here where where i reside they do all the work for me i pay for my meal and voila it's served without the hassle and no cleanup duty 
So I think that similarly with a with a SaaS solution or software as a service solution, you pay a, a vendor, right, to provide the software hosting and maintenance of the service instead of you having to do it yourself. You notice I didn't say anything about hardware or infrastructure. A strong, reputable vendor like Veritas will manage all of that for you, performance and all. And just like dining out, you get the benefit of a service without having to do the work. So to me, it sounds like a win-win, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely a win-win, yeah. And for this reason, we find many of our customers turning to SaaS to modernize their technology investments. So I'd like to get your perspective on that. And, and, and when you talk to customers, how are they embracing SaaS? Yeah, sure. Customers are modernizing with SaaS model, for sure. It is a great way to avoid spending precious time on complex tasks, such as availability and performance. And also with SaaS, you benefit from the latest and greatest of a given technology with, without having to care about hardware or software upgrades. So you can concentrate on the outcomes, on the real tasks that you need to accomplish and not on making sure that the platform you need to accomplish your goals is available and updated. So on, on another example, it's interesting here. So if you take what we are doing right now, this podcast, we certainly have a mm -hmm. team of experts on media productions here at Vertas. I bet you know Dan. I'm certainly not one. We are right now using a virtual studio, a SaaS platform, I have no idea how many servers are running or the operating systems, versions, configurations, etc. I don't really need to know that, but still serving our purpose and we can focus on our expertise, which is talk about technology and data protection. So we have no idea of the infrastructure, the, of the infrastructure sustaining the SaaS application here, uh, but we are still here doing what we do and connected from different locations on the same double quotes studio. That's great. That's a really great analogy. And you had mentioned virtual studio. And oftentimes I think folks think SaaS is the same as cloud, but it's not, right? They're two completely different things. Yeah, that's right. Um, it They are different things. SaaS is one way of, it's one way to consume cloud services. It's it's one of the operating and delivery models of uh, of cloud services. There are many ways to consume uh, cloud services, and SaaS provides a way to consume a software as a service without having to worry or or maintain many physical and logical aspects of the background infrastructure to maintain the application or service. And sometimes the association between SaaS application and a cloud service provider is pretty clear. Uh, if you think of Microsoft 365, we know right there mm -hmm. it is Microsoft, which which is also a cloud service provider that can be used in general for other purposes and not only SaaS. But a SaaS solution not necessarily comes from a cloud service provider that serves multiple cloud delivery models. For example, uh, Salesforce is a cloud-based software company and provides a SaaS solution, but we cannot consume Salesforce Cloud any way we want. Uh, like I cannot spin up a virtual machine there and use it for any purpose I want. They are not a cloud service provider in a broader sense with a multiple delivery model such as infrastructure as a service platform as a service or SaaS. 
but they're still a cloud software company and SaaS solution provider. And they've really sparked the whole SaaS game. Now, I've always said that companies, especially the large organizations, those with pretty heavy requirements are likely to implement a hybrid operating model where some of the workloads will stay on-premises while others are ripe for cloud. And what do you make of that, the hybrid operating model? Yeah. So the migration to the cloud and many, many times actually to multiple clouds are happening and, and they are happening fast. At the same time, many large organizations, many large companies still require applications to be hosted on-prem due to their requirements, internal requirements. Sometimes there are industry regulations and then sometimes there are other factors, but sometimes the application will go to the cloud eventually, but it just takes a lot of preparation time due to the application complexity itself and other requirements. That's why many large companies are heavily focused on both on-prem and cloud. So, and, and they start implementing hybrid cloud environment just because of that. On that scenario, Companies have business applications running on-prem and in the cloud. So they need solutions that can adhere and, and address the challenges of both on-prem and, and cloud. Yeah, when I look at some of our customers, I mean, there, there's so much goodness, obviously, in, in both or, or even in you know the cloud, SaaS, but there's still a lot of reluctance to make that switch. And of course... We've already mentioned regulations, some critical workloads just can't be moved, similar to what you were just saying. But let me ask you this. What about the lack of customization? Some customers, some organizations might feel that SaaS products are limiting, that their business is too unique. And in fact, I've heard this before. And a SaaS-based product just doesn't allow the same level of customization. So they feel like moving to SaaS it doesn't offer the same type of flexibility. Yes, uh, every business is unique for sure. But in the world of data protection, uh, where cyber threats are constantly evolving, growing, SaaS can actually be your best friend or best ally, considering like best practices, misconfigurations. A strong partner who is watching out for you and working behind the scenes to secure a business is actually a great thing, actually a, a gift you know, in the world of cyber threats. So the fact that it may not allow so much customization can also be a good thing, especially for something that can be open for misconfiguration and open up for vulnerability. So that can also be a great thing. Yeah, I would say uh, best practices, uh, like you said, a, a vendor who's behind the scenes looking out for you can certainly keep pace of what's going on and Pursue, what would you say to companies who have experienced vendor lock-in in the past or who have reservations about data ownership, meaning the perception that they can't control the data that is stored in SaaS solutions? Because certainly there have been some horror stories out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware that other SaaS applications can create this experience where you're locked in or that you have it made it difficult to control your data. Uh, but Vertas on the other side have has always been platform agnostic. You know, it's on our DNA. So that includes cloud. So we do support moot cloud environments. That's not something to worry about here. Yeah, with our solutions. That's great. That's great. And probably most important of all, what about customers who may be reluctant to store their sensitive data in a third party, especially cloud? Of course, uh, security 
is a top priority and concern, and, and that's how it should be. Uh, we take security very seriously in every cycle of our development, testing, and delivery. We do implement secured measures and have features such as multi-factor authentication, encryption in transit and at rest, data isolation, data immutability, role-based access control. Mm -hmm. You know, we have regular vulnerability scanning. Just a few examples. So Vertas is fully committed to the security of our hosted solution. And actually the data it uh, hosted there or meta metadata, depending on the solution, but we do follow every industry best practice. So safeguards are in place to help secure customers' data within our solutions and communications in and out. So not to completely give away the important news that you have to share here today, I, I do want to at least share with our listeners that you drafted a really great piece on the security we deliver in our SaaS applications. So for those who want to learn more, please check out the linked security and operations paper in today's show notes. And finally, Pursue, I'd like to touch on a customer's role in SaaS versus, let's say, our role. How do we work together in support of assuring a customer's resiliency? So, you know, SaaS is supposed to help make the customer's job easier, right? Or at least help them focus on what's most important, like protecting their sensitive data. Yeah, great point. Um, SaaS indeed make, makes customers' job easier. Uh, with a SaaS solution, customer would only focus on what's important, which is putting the right protection strategy and check nice dashboards to make sure everything's going as planned. We, as SaaS providers, uh, we take all the burden of having to architect, size, deploy, troubleshooting, upgrade, maintain, just for a few examples. But we, as SaaS provider, maintain the solution up and running highly available and performing well with the latest and greatest code. Customer focus on implementing their unique strategy for their data protection and application. Don't you think that's much easier? What do you think? Yeah, most definitely. Now, let me go ahead and give you a, a chance to take a breather, grab a quick drink, take a short break. And when we come back, you'll hear more about what we're doing in SaaS these days. In our last episode, I introduced you to a new series, TLDR, where we address timely subjects, but break it down in bite-sized concepts for those of us who find things too long to read. In our most recent episode, we address the importance of encryption. So please don't forget to check it out. Again, link in the show notes. And I just want to give another plug, and it's relevant to our discussion here today. I highly encourage you to check out our latest Veritas Live segment, featuring a fireside-like chat between Veritas Product Management and Microsoft. They explore the shared responsibility model as well as tackle data observability challenges and securing data in a multi-cloud infrastructure for custom enterprise services and applications. Again, grab the link in the show notes below. For those who haven't kept pace with Veritas, I want to reiterate that SaaS isn't new for us. In fact, we've been delivering SaaS-based services for several years now. With Veritas Alta SaaS protection, we provide backup and recovery for application workloads like Microsoft, Salesforce. We also have a storage as a service solution that does different levels of, of tiered storage, Veritas Alta Recovery Vault. 
And so with that, Pursue, you've been busy. Let's talk about some of the new services that we've just released. How about we start with Veritas Alta View? Yeah, yeah. We all have been busy, right? These days. So yeah, we just released a few new services, cloud-based services. One of them is Veritas Alta View. And Alta View is a great solution. It's a great service to provide a consolidated or single pane of glass to connect to the many net backup domains that a customer have. So it's first, it's it's our entry point for the many cloud solutions we have under our cloud data management platform. But in terms of domain management, it's it's really great to have this single pane of glass to you know, when I mentioned earlier that very nice dashboard just to make sure everything is going smoothly as planned, AutoView is that very nice dashboard to help with that with that visualization of many, many domains. I mean, I, I've been working with customers that have over 30 domains and need to manage it individually. AutoView is solving for that. Well, it sounds like when you said consolidated, single pane of glass to not only view all those domains, but also manage them for a backup admin, this can significantly simplify their administrative efforts, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, for any customers with several domains, I mean, it means the backup admin, most of the time they will spend with uh, individual interfaces for every domain. So with AutoView, we can now have one single pane of glass for many, many tasks. For for, for example, uh, if an administrator wants to check how many jobs are partially succeed or fail during last night, and I have like 10 domains, I mean, I will spend like maybe 30 seconds or a minute on every console to check this. So right now, you know, plus, so that's times 10 if I have 10 domains. So right now, with AutoView, I just integrated all the domains to one single pane of glass, which is Veritas AutoView. And I have this information right there with just at, with all my initial dashboard. It's just a few seconds. Gosh, I can see the time clock just ticking in, in terms of the amount of effort. It's, it's really great to see that this type of service can shave some of the time that they're investing and get them back to what's really important for them. Let me ask you this. We mentioned misconfigurations earlier in terms of a SaaS-based product. Does Veritas AltaView play any role there in, in helping to reduce misconfigurations any? Oh, yes, absolutely. So again, uh, getting back to that example. So for a customer with several domains, net backup domains, running on-prem or in the cloud, it doesn't matter, AutoView support both. If you think that the past night, several job jobs failed uh, for whatever reason, so maybe it's a misconfiguration of database or for whatever reason, the jobs are failing and I have to get to every console to get this information, it's really time consuming to get what is the problem, what is the reason for the failed jobs. Sometimes it's failing because of a missing configuration or anything that was said incorrectly in the client or a, a client that was just just deployed like last night. So with Veritas AutoView, we can actually have a view of all failed jobs. I can filter for failed jobs and I can see every client that failed last night. I can very easily uh, see by the stats codes or the details of the failure that I have like five clients in 10 domains, that's 50 clients 
that fails because a configuration that's needed to run smoothly was just missing. So it's really reducing the time to detect a misconfiguration in that case. And for those who are in a hybrid and multi-cloud data center, how does this help them modernize? Oh, yes. So Auto, Vertus AutoView is designed to integrate to every net backup domain that a customer manages. So it doesn't matter if it's on-prem or if it's any public cloud of any cloud provider, we can integrate the primary server with Vertus AutoView and that's critical aspect of managing hybrid cloud implementation. It's just the same dashboard, the same single pane of glass. So I've had the opportunity to participate in several customer onboarding sessions. And the overall reception is that getting started is relatively easy. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just need a quick entitlement verification. And uh, if customer has the right entitlement, the environment will be provisioning in our in our cloud services and uh, there is four simple steps i mean customer will just inside the auto, vertus out of your console will you, uh, customer will like add uh, the name of the primary server the full qualified qualified domain name of the primary server that will generate a registration file that's unique for every primary server that's uh, another piece of security there so that's unique for a primary server then you go back to the primary web ui with that registration file, and you can optionally add a proxy server or not if you need it, but it's supported. So that's it. You just inform Vertas out of your console of the name of the primary server, download the registration file that's unique for this primary server, and go to the web UI of the primary server and install this registration file. That's it. Yeah, it, it really seems pretty turnkey. And so for those, if you are entitled, if you're interested um, to start using Veritas AltaView, I'd like to point you to our Getting Started page where you could submit your information and your request will be expedited. It's veritas.com. Get started with Veritas AltaView today and you'll find that link in the show notes. And we discussed a little bit earlier security. Is there anything specific, anything else specific that you'd like to mention to instill confidence that Veritas AltaView is um, okay to start using? Oh, yes. Every security aspect I mentioned earlier certainly applies to Veritas AltaView. I would highlight that it only requires HTTPS outbounded initiated connection from primaries to our service endpoints. Okay. So it's important that's only outbounded initiated connections. That's that brings an additional security point right there. And also all metadata in and out are encrypted. And I will actually say uh, I have a third, which is RBAC or role-based access control. We're getting very positive feedbacks from customers saying that it's awesome. They can enable users to only work with a subset of domains. In other words, RBAC in Vertus AutoView provides per user granular view into the many integrated domains. You can have, say, 30 domains integrated, but you may not necessarily want all users to see all domains. So you can provide the visibility of specific domains to specific users. Oh, that's great to hear. Okay, so switching gears just a little bit before I turn you loose, there is one more new Veritas Alta service that launched earlier this year. It is Veritas Alta Backup as a Service. So I'd like to ask, would you like to share a little bit more about this new service? Oh, yeah, sure. 
So yeah, uh, together with Vertas Alta View, we released also Vertas Alta Backup as a service. So it's also a SaaS solution. So in the, on the same in the same token, we are providing every piece of the, the whole bur burden again of maintaining uh, physical aspects and logical aspects of the infrastructure that's part of Veritas, as we are the SaaS provider of Veritas Auto Backup as a service. But at the same time, we are giving customers a very nice interface to provide the inputs for the strategy they want to use to protect their assets in the cloud, their VMware running in AWS or Azure, or their database running in both of these uh, cloud providers. So that's another SaaS solution we are we just released. That's great to hear. And I'm sure we'll be talking more about it into the future here. But if for those who are listening, this sounds like something you'd like to give a try or would like to learn more about, please visit our website, veritas.com slash Alta Baz. And you can click the link at the bottom. Someone will reach out and evaluate your use case. Oh boy, so I am super pumped to hear and, and see all of these new innovations that we're delivering. It's definitely an exciting time. And without letting the cat out of the bag, keep listening in on our series, because again, I'm sure we'll have much, much more to share later this year. And one final shameless plug, please subscribe to this podcast this month. We're at Hims, and we have lots to share around how to protect patient health data in our next episode. Pursue, it's been really, really great having you join us. A lot of great conversations. Any parting thoughts? Yes, I'm pretty excited as well. Final note is just use it. Um, if you are a net backup customer, <laughs> yeah. If you're a net backup customer with a subscription license, it's just included in your entitlement. So this is another thing we are hearing from customer. Integration with primary server is easy and straightforward. So Follow the Getting Started page or talk to your Veritas account team. It's just some easy steps to have your many domains under one single pane of glass. That's great. And it's free, like you said. So, so why not get started? And so that's a wrap. Thank you so much to all of our listeners today. Pursue, I'll catch you all on the next episode of Voice of Veritas. Thank you very much, Shiloh. Thank you very much, everyone. I hope you appreciate it. See you next time.